broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia. It's time for Kid Biz Radio. Kid Biz Radio creates conversations about the power of entrepreneurship and the positive impact that journey can have on kids. For more information, go to kidbizexpo.com. Now, here's your hosts. Hi, I'm Leila Deardorff. And I'm Austin Guest. And we have a special guest here today, Dylan Adams with the Adams Collective. Good morning, guys. How are you guys this morning? Good. How are you? Doing good. Um, so, mind telling us a little bit about what you do and stuff? Of course, yeah. So, uh, I run a full-scale moving company and pest control company. We're a multi-divisional uh, service. We try to be a one-stop shop for the just the community. How did you get into that? Like, what kind of motivated you to go into that field? So, um, I traveled for about 12 years doing a bunch of different trades, and I kind of wanted to bring that to my community in town and uh, build something here that I was able to actually support the place that helped raise me um, instead of just traveling all over the country and doing it elsewhere. How do you believe your work is impacting the community? I think that when I come in, I really come in and try to help people solve their problems, regardless of what it is. I think that through that and through helping people just overcome whatever whatever life throws at you cuz life's going to throw tons of different things at you right whether it's you wake up you wake up late or you're having a bad hair day or your friend didn't text you whatever it might be i try to help you obviously with those things and other things um job related <laughs> that can help you that just enables you for to get through life easier and then you can show up for someone else better. So do you think that kind of motivates you to like keep going whenever you're having those bad days? Just like for sure. Um, I think back to the people that I have helped and just the, um, how the community has helped me and that that's what really pushes me through is seeing other people pour into me and that helps me pour into other people. You said that the community like helps you. Is there anybody in particular that's really helped you and like you kind of look up to them? Um, yeah, you guys. <laughs> um, it's it's been it, since I started coming in. Canton Business Club has been a big one for me. All the business clubs and everyone in there, Renee and Amy have taken me under their wing. I feel like uh, kind of like their kid as well. Aww. Um. So, but it's it's literally the community and everyone that's in here. And I think that we live in a very very special place that's different from uh, like I traveled the I traveled the entire country for twelve years. So. Seeing the way that this place operates and having the ability to grow up here and just seeing how it's expanded and how we all pour into each other is, it's incredibly motivating and it keeps me going. Tell me a time when a project or goal didn't really go as planned and how did you react to that or learn from that experience? Uh, So this just happened to me actually last weekend. I had a call from an old colleague and he had an emergency job. Uh, He needed to get a, a pipe changed out. And so I drove up to South Carolina to help him real quick. Um, we got it changed, finished about two in the morning, and then I got it a call at about eight in the morning saying, hey, the pipe you guys put up fell because someone else knocked it over and I need you to come back and redo the work you just did. So we running on five hours of sleep, ended up going back to work, getting there and we got it done that day. They were super appreciative. Didn't go as planned and obviously like was less than favorable conditions, but we got through it and we solved the problem. Does that kind of like help you learn in other situations how to like possibly prevent those types of things from happening? Yes. Like and stuff. Yes. So uh, every situation, even if you it's it's to me, it's only a failure when you quit. But 
as you keep going and no matter what it is, even if the it didn't go as you planned or you didn't like the way that maybe the outcome turned out, it still provides a learning situation there. It provides a lesson that you can build upon. And if you absolutely didn't like the way something went, then you can just make sure and take every precaution for that to never happen again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did you learn how to do your craft? Like, did you like just kind of figure it out as you went? Did you have someone that you went to or? So when I was, a uh, when I was 16 about, I always had a truck no matter what. So I was one of my only, only kids in the friend group that had a truck. So obviously I had called to help move couches and stuff like that. And then from there it kind of expanded. Um, and when I was 18 and 19, I was fortunate enough that my father had a big old box truck, 26 footer. And he said, if you want to, if you can use this to make money, then you can use it. And so I was 18 driving a 26 foot box truck, probably had no <laughs> business doing that, but I learned I didn't hit anyone's car. That's good. It's always, always good. good. So just kind of a learning experience. What are some current goals you are pursuing right now within your business? Currently, I am trying to grow and expand my company and create something that is able to really benefit the community in multiple different ways, but then also help myself and the guys that are helping me to build this. Um, so it's really about stability and creating that constant inf- inflow of, of revenue. Um, speaking of goals, are there any goals that you had once you started that you've like absolutely dominated and like mm-hmm. that you've passed? Completely completed. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I have had, we actually, the counter thing is I did start a little more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you could say. Um, I started with three different divisions when I came out of the gate, and that was a little bit, more than I should have started with. And so in that, it just took a little learning. I had to step back from one of those divisions and actually take it down for a while. So it was like I had to slow down to speed up. Are you glad that you did that? Does I, it like- I am. It saved me a lot of stress. Um, and what we say, we, we talk when we talk about it, we say we were, we were uh, tripping over 50s to get $1 bills. So, What do you believe was your biggest mistake through your entrepreneurial journey? I would say there are no mistakes because they're all lessons, right? So like back, like when you guys asked the question about the lessons or about um, the hardships, um, it is all just, it's all, it's all just a learning opportunity and it is what you, what you get from it. So uh, with that, what is the biggest device you would give for all the entrepreneurs just starting a business now? I would say follow your gut and to stay curious. If something is interesting to you, I, I would say follow that. And then if you see a problem and you can come up with a solution, then expanding on that is what will ultimately could grow you to your business. What is your favorite part of the job versus your least favorite part of the job? Oh, the favorite, My favorite part of the job is getting to help people, uh, seeing their faces after I'm able to help them move their entire lives over in and fit it all into a 26 foot box truck and then move it over to their new house. And then seeing the relief that they, that they have when they're like, wow, this was such a great experience. I have never had one like this before. I can now just have to worry about moving in and unpacking. I think one of my 
least favorite things would honestly just have to be the paperwork. The paperwork. <laughs> paperwork is never fun. Uh, I've always been a man. I've always been out there, hands on, in the field, doing work with my hands. Um, I've never been one to sit behind a computer desk. But in this position, doing what I do as the company owner, you have to do things sometimes that you don't want to do. And so for me, I have to do the paperwork now. So yeah. hopefully later I don't have to. Yeah. Is there any advice that you've received from other people that have really helped you? Mm, advice that I've received. Yes. It's only a failure if you quit trying. And I, that is and very I, true. I stick by that. What are any misconception, misconceptions about what you do? Like, um, I guess as far as the moving goes, maybe that they think that we're just there to move them and get their stuff and then move it over. But uh, that's not how we approach the move at all. We really, we know that moving can be one of the most stressful things that you do in your life. And so we really, the approach we take is that you're like our neighbor or like, like my mom. I treat every customer like that so that they know that they can just, so it feels more of like a friendship and a hangout session rather than, this big ordeal of moving their life. Where do you think you would see yourself in the next five years? Five years? Yeah. I hope I work for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work for you guys. Um, in the next five years, I would like to have uh, a couple divisions up and running. Uh, I would like to be able to continue to pour into the community and help anyone that needs help just grow, including you guys. And honestly, Anything else anyone needs. What is your role within Kid Biz Expo organization and what led you to be a part of it? So I run and help with the blue collar side of Kids Biz and, and enlightening kids on how that they can use their hands and solve problems physically in order to open that mindset to see what blue collar things later that they could possibly be interested in. Uh, I got involved because I bugged Renee and Amy enough to let them help me at an expo to let me help them at an expo. And then I built them a really nice um, lemonade stand. And I think that's what got me in there. Whenever you first started, did you ever see yourself helping other businesses and like doing what you do? I had no idea how much I would pour into the community, how involved I would be with the other businesses because for me, I deal directly with people moving their houses or people that need pest control or mosquito control. So the fact that I deal with and have relationships with what I feel like is 90% of the small businesses in Canton or Cherokee County, it just really, I, I was not expecting that at all. And it was definitely, but I'm so glad I did. Do you think networking was a big part of that? Like getting more? 100%. Networking was a big one for me, and that really is what I saw that helped me grow is because I was able to just help a couple people, and then other people heard from that, and it got me more referrals. And it's just been networking is 100%. It's the best way to reach out and get your name out there and actually just learn who's in your community and what what it is that they need and how you can assist them. Um, are there any other ways besides networking that can really help you grow your business? Cherokee Connect. Facebook marketplace, social media as uh, it's a double edged sword, but for business owners, it definitely is something that it to utilize. We've done almost zero marketing, paid marketing advertising, and 
between Canton Business Club and Cherokee Connect and everything online, it's kept us afloat. So what values do you think are important to you when you think about the kind of business you want to build? That's a good one. <laughs> um, I think really, it does, for me, something that uh, an old maintenance man said to me once was that it doesn't matter the skill or the trade. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Anyone can be taught a skill or trade. Um, what you can't teach is character and and how to be as a person. So when I'm growing my guys or if I'm looking to add uh, guys or what kind of environment I want to bring to my job and my workplace, it is one of just grace and understanding and empathy for whatever anyone's going through. And I think doing that and focusing on the culture of it is what really has made us so successful. How do you feel about personal growth and how does that affect your business? I am really big on personal growth. <laughs> Ask Amy or Renee. Um, that's probably one of the hardest challenges that I've gone through through life is just constantly growing as as a person because you always feel like when you're yourself, you're, you, you think you got it. You mm -hmm. think you understand. And then you look back at yourself five years, you, you look back at yourself five years ago and you say, wow, that person didn't know a thing. Nope. <laughs> and nope. so I think it's constantly doing that and it's hard in the present to stay present and then, but also to remain open to growth and trying to continue. Are there any books that you would suggest to help with that? Atomic Habits, um, The Way of the Superior Man, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy was a good one for me. <laughs> what is your favorite quote? Embrace the suck. <laughs> If you can embrace the suck, then life is a whole lot easier. Does that mean just like kind of like rolling with like whatever life throws at you? Exactly. Kind rolling of? with the punches. You know, it's like even there people say silver linings, glass half full type deal. So but if you think about it, like no matter what, you can always find good in any situation, even the darkest of situations. And so I had I was once on a job and I had one of my employees uh, when I was doing the industrial work, he landed on top of a $22,000 machine and he broke oh. it. It was pretty dark, oh, dark yeah. days. But because of how we handled the situation and got it handled, paid for, covered, and replaced, we actually ended up doing more work for the company we busted the machine <laughs> for. Do you think how you view the world, like very positive has impacted your customers and your employees? I would like to think so. I sure hope so. Um, I think that you that's one of the things that you wouldn't maybe really know because they'll go, if you're really acting in selflessness, I think that they will go and and spread that to someone else. And it'll it's kind of like a um, pay it forward type deal. How do you, what do you think about the phrase, um, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with? I agree. And another fact is you make actually within two to $3,000 within your five friend group. What? Really? <laughs> it, it's an interesting, um, interesting s statistic. Uh, it, so like if you're a millionaire, mm -hmm. right? typically you're probably going to hang out with other millionaires. Um, Most likely. Because you guys are all in the same mindset growth-wise trying to grow. Mm -hmm. 
not saying millionaires can't hang out with people that aren't millionaires, but typically they tend to surround themselves with that. And so if you look at the people you surround yourself with and you ask, it might be a little harder for you guys right now. You guys are probably in the top percent of your, your age group bracket for money. I hope so. Um, yeah. But if, as you get older and you look around and you see that and you'll see that the people that are making more money are usually more focused on self-growth and being a better person. Whenever you're hiring people or choosing who to hang out with, do you look at what they value and how they act around others to help you make those decisions? Of course, yes. Um, I always look around who I associate myself with, and I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character. Um, I also do believe in grace, though, and I feel like some people, like, you're not... I might like someone that you don't like, um, but... I think that's all comes down to opinion and, and basically how that other person shows up in, in their life. So I think everyone deserves deserves a fair shot until they show you otherwise. Mm-hmm. How do you go about goals? Like if you set a goal for yourself, how do you like try go to about achieve pursuing that it. stuff? So the old way, what I used to do, this is something I'm actually currently working on. Um, so what I used to do was I would just set a pretty broad goal and I would just aimlessly try to get there with no real direction or roadmap. Um, what I'm working on now and constantly auditing myself on is I set a goal and then I reverse engineer it. So I'll set a year goal and then from there I break it down. Okay, how, do, how am I going to get there in a year? And I break it down into six months. Okay, if I'm going to be there in a year, where do I need to be in six months? And then I break it down more. Where do I need to be every quarter? Okay, where do I need to be every month? And you set those things and the more it seems tedious and like probably a little extra, but the more granular you get with it, the easier it's going to be to obtain. Because now instead of just, I want to, I want to own my own company, you now have, okay, I want to own my own company. And you have that broken down into steps all the way down to the day. You're going to know what to do every single day instead of just aimlessly waking up and saying, oh, well, I got to start a company, but I don't really... (laughs) don't really know what to do. What is one thing that you are deeply grateful for right now? I probably sound like a broken record, but I'm really grateful for our community here. I'm really grateful for what the ability and the opportunity that has grown in Cherokee County and what it provides to people that want to start a business, even like y'all selves, you guys have been to Canton Business Club and see how many people are there and how many people just really want you to win. And yeah. it's genuine. Everyone really does want you to win. Yes, um, it is a very um, supportive community. You mentioned opportunity. So would you agree that like one of the biggest things with starting a business is just getting more opportunity? For sure. And I think that's really just life is the opportunity and it's what you make of it. There's There can be a million opportunities in front of you, but you, the only opportunities that you'll get are the ones that you go out and actually execute on. So you can have these things in front of you, but if you don't do anything to make it a reality, then nothing's going to happen. And I think in entrepreneurship, that's kind of the mindset you have to adopt naturally. You have Mm -hmm. to figure it out. You have to figure out how you're going to do it, how you're going to sell it. And so you apply that and it ends up, you end up applying it not only to your business, but it ends up applying to your entire life and how you just operate. What are some goals that you have for your business right now? I would like to make at least half a million dollars this year revenue. That's a pretty good goal. That is a pretty good goal. It's pretty high. Um, I think we can do it. It's definitely something that's going to be hard to do, but if it's hard, that means you're, that means you're doing the right thing. 
And I think that's something that with like hard, if something is hard for you, if you find something in life that is hard or if it makes you nervous, as long as it's not dangerous, <laughs> then I would, I would challenge you to do that. Um, because if you're scared or if you're nervous, that means that there's an opportunity for growth because that's where the most growth happens. You don't, you don't grow a whole lot when everything's great, but you do grow a whole lot when you overcome challenges like, for you ladies. Like I'm sure you guys know a whole lot more now about starting businesses. And at first a we lot knew nothing. We have definitely grown. grown a lot with kid biz. It's been very helpful. Yeah. Think about where you guys were a year ago, you know, like compare that to now. Definitely different. <laughs> right. A lot happens in a yeah. year. What um, steps are you taking to achieve your cur- this current goal of yours? Um, so we are setting, a, we have to make at least $45,000 revenue every month. Um, that's a big goal. And so, but it's goal. getting out there and focusing and just really staying open to the community. I, I'm on Facebook all the time. Tag me in, tag me in posts. Um, <laughs> I'm following up with people. I'm about to leave here and go, go look at another move. Um, and so it's just, it's just staying on it and staying hungry. And even when you're tired, you just got to push through and do the things you don't want to yeah. do. Um, would you say you agree with the quote, um, the best things in life are on the other side of fear? Yes, I do. That's okay. a very deep quote. That is a very deep quote. <laughs> I think so, like, I think, and that's like kind of what I said about the, on the other side of fear, that's, that's growth. Cause you learn from that and it, it allows you to when you come to that problem the next time, you won't nearly be as scared. Like if you guys have to start another company, it's going to be way easier this time than it is than it was a year ago or whenever you guys started. How do you use networking as like marketing? I think networking makes you able to grow a personal relationship and really allows uh, instead of them to know your business, to know who you are as a person. And I feel like if people know who like you are as a person, it makes them more able, it breeds a bigger connection between you and them. And they're more likely to refer you because you're not just a company that they, they don't just think of your product. They think mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. If you had the attention of the world for five minutes, what would you say? Okay. You had the whole world listening to you for five minutes, for five yes. minutes. What would you say? All right. This deep, deep quote. Yeah, very, Let's see. very deep question. If I had the world's attention for five minutes, um, I would challenge everyone to try and do a nice thing for someone else today. Uh, reach out to an old friend or stranger and be present and intentional with them. Um, I would implore everyone to actually listen. And when I say listen, <laughs> that means actually listen. Most people don't fully listen. They just hear. Um and just try to grow that connection with them um, and just try to be intentional and see where the universe and the world needs you. Where Cherokee County needs you. We all need help. Yeah, you don't have to change the whole world in one day. You can start small. Yep. And I think if it if everyone does one little thing, then the world would be a whole lot of a better place. Agreed. Agreed. But yes. <laughs> where can people find you? What's your contact info? Uh, so you guys can find us on Facebook. Uh, we get tagged in Cherokee Connect a lot. We're the Adams Collective. Uh, you can schedule a free moving quote at adamscomoving.com or a free pest control quote at 
adamscopestcontrol.com. So we're going to play a little this or that just to okay. just wrap it up for fun. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Pool or the beach? Uh, I guess the beach or neither. Not a big <laughs> one, right? Breakfast or dinner? It used to be dinner, but now breakfast. Pie or cake? Cake. Superman or Batman? <sighs> hmm. Batman, because he's a normal, he's a normal human like me. <laughs> okay, this one: Marvel or DC? Oh, um, <laughs> this is gonna. <laughs> uh, I guess Marvel. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> we would like to thank you for uh, coming on to the Kid Biz Radio podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, thank you very much. Well, thank you, ladies. And I appreciate it. This was fun. You guys, um, this was my first interview. and You did great. Yes, oh, you did amazing. You <laughs> thank you, guys. Um, yeah, you guys asked really good questions. So anyone else that, if you guys come on this show, be ready. Be ready. <laughs> you come will prepared. get asked deep questions. You have to think. 